the Gent page. I'm Andy Fitzpatrick. And I'm Jennifer Bowman. First of all, it's International Women's Day, Jennifer. I'm so here. congratulations. <laughs> I'm here. I'm not wearing red. Uh, yeah. Oh, is that what you're supposed to do is wear red? I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I might have read that, and I no. obviously... I don't really own much red, so... And it's also... Uh, I'm messing up the, the hashtag now. Hashtag a day without women or something like that? Maybe. So thanks for coming in. So <laughs> you know, You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, our guests today are two members of the band Fawn Moore, um, Kurt Trammell, thank yes. you for being here today. Thank you. And Stone Damon, thank you for being here today. Thank you very much. Uh, so you guys have, obviously we're going into your busy season, right, with yeah. uh, St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yes, yeah, we have, uh, this Saturday we have three shows in Chicago, Chicagoland. Um, first one from 2 to 4 at uh, Dirty Nellie's in Palatine. And then they have a little festival that they do there, St. Patty's Weekend Festival. Mm-hmm. The second one is at the Irish Heritage Center. They have a festival there too, St. Patty's Festival. We're playing six to eight thirty, and then we're playing midnight to one thirty in the morning at Chief O'Neill's, which is this really cool uh, Irish pub in Chicago. And they actually got voted, I think, one of the top ten pubs in the in the world. So mm-hmm. Irish pubs. Wow. Yeah. So, there was that counting pubs in Ireland, or was that all outside of Ireland? I, yeah, I don't know. I have to look at their website more closely, but it is pretty famous because of uh, Chief O'Neill's legacy. He was a uh, an Irish musician who was also a Chicago cop, mm-hmm. who wrote this book of tunes to to um, um, to record the oral tradition because it was really more of an oral tradition, and and it, that that book is still famous. So. And you know this is uh, this is the place that celebrates him. Yeah. So yeah. you know that that book is is famous among Irish musicians as well. So okay. yeah, O'Neill's tune book. It's, I think there's like over a thousand tunes. Yeah, in it, it's something a real like that. legacy. Wow. You know, in that place there. Yeah. And Stone, we should say you're from Chicago. Yeah. So what is uh, the appreciation for Irish music like over there compared to Michigan or the Midwest in general? Oh, well, you know, because of that history with Chief O'Neill and also, you know, the Chicago Irish, there's, Mm -hmm. you know, songs about the Irish that came to Chicago. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Chicago is really um, a a heavy hitting uh, competitor on the world stage of of Irish culture. You know, even in Ireland, you know, there's um, dance, Irish dance groups that that go there and and are are the world champions, you know, in Ireland and um, so it, it's a, it's definitely a, a very strong and uh, vibrant subculture of Chicago. It's part of the character of Chicago. Right? Yeah. You know. How popular are Shamrock Shakes in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> or, or I mean, do they do they look upon them with disdain? Or uh? <laughs> I don't know. You like McDonald's? You got your uh, you got your barbecue pork. Seasonal, whatever. But no, I mean, uh, Chicago dyes the river green. Right, that's true. It's a bad green. (laughs) We were talking about that a little bit uh, before you guys came, that that sort of uh, faux Irish (laughs) stuff that you see sometimes. Why do people want to come out and hear this music? Why is there an audience, do you think? I think it's a fun music. You know, uh, it gets people dancing. it's a feel-good music. Yeah, it's it, not. It's not just a folk music. It's dance music, right? Right. <clears throat> and you guys, um, I, I know at least some of the shows you'll be with other 
acts. You'll have dancers and things like that. Is yeah, that- yeah, like the show on um, Saturday, March 18th at the Quonset Hut Theater at Athens will have uh, Quinn Irish dancers with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they'll come out and dance on some of the tunes that we play. Are you rare in the sense that you are you have a band and you also own your own venue which, <laughs> yeah. which we should say right now is closed for the season but in the right. summer <laughs> you guys have concerts out there and stuff it's it, uh, station 66 it is you know but it's it's kind of funny how the two are kind of like tied together a little bit like um you know we do concerts out at station 66 and uh it, i always wanted I never wanted to give up music and just do that. Mm-hmm. So I brought it into, you know, my business, Station 66. And it's one of the events that everybody looks forward to every year, the Irish Music Concert. Yeah. They just they talk about it. And last concert we did, we had, um, it was close to 700 people show. Wow. So, so yeah, it's, uh, I always want uh, Station 66 to have music, you know, be part of it. And you guys, the band kind of comes from all over, right? I mean... Yeah, as, right now the... Stone lives in Montreal. Yeah, and... <laughs> I'm, I'm at, well, I'm kind of living in Chicago and Montreal, uh, commuting actually. But uh, wow, I'm not, I'm not, a, <laughs> not a citizen, but I'm there a lot, working on becoming a citizen eventually. But okay. it's a long process now. Yeah, I was gonna say, have you encountered any trouble uh... on the border? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't they don't want anybody moving to Canada. They, they, you know. You, Americans say, I'm moving to Canada. And Canada's like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is Canada also building a southern border wall? <laughs> you know, the, well, sort of, in that there's a reality show called Border Wars, where it's, really? about, it's about the Canadian border agents, you know, on the American border. You know, right. so it's, wow. So, yeah, we're, we're their Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, you might have an interesting perspective. Irish music, is it popular? I mean, Ireland and America, obviously. It's popular. How about outside of that? I mean, in Canada, is there an appreciation for it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's well, and in Montreal's in Quebec, and in Quebec, there's a, a whole um, not not only the French and also from um, Breton, yeah, um, but also there's a, a history with the Irish. So there's there's a, a mm. Quebecois uh, fiddle tradition that's influenced both from the French. Uh, Celtic fiddle tradition, as well as the Irish and and Scottish, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's uniquely Quebecois, but it's very you know, they get into all the Irish festivals anyway. <laughs> yeah, and which is our fiddle player Grace McMaster. That's her mm-hmm. family's from Cape Breton, uh, in, in Canada, and that's the style of fiddle that she plays. Okay. So, so how do you guys practice? <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, we do schedule some rehearsals. Usually they're, like, right before the shows. Okay. But we actually do some stuff online. Like, uh, I'll get, um, Grace will send me a, a tune, you know, via email and MP3, and then I'll listen to it and work out an arrangement and kind of, like, do stuff mm. like that. Then we get together and run through things. But we've all been playing this music enough that, you know, we yeah. can, it's kind of a quick study. Is it easy to sing and do percussion at the same time? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, you, you can do it, but to do it as though you're focusing only on the drums and only focusing on the vocals, you know, it really takes, uh, you know, because the drums have to be spot on, but vocals can stretch, you know, lay back or be on top of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, to, so to get both natural, um, it does take knowing the music. Yeah. Know? Do you guys whether it's in rehearsal or maybe you're thinking of changing it up on stage. I mean, do you want 
is there ever an urge to break out of that genre and like I want to do like a regular rock song right now. <laughs> Does that urge yeah. ever come up? Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, actually, yeah, like we're just we're just gonna throw out something else. Actually, there was a wedding we did, and somebody said "Freebird," and then <laughs> I think yeah. the guitar player started playing "Freebird," and I awesome. started playing, and then we went through it. We pulled yeah. it off. <laughs> yeah, we can do that stuff. Like that's the thing about Fonmore is is that we we're not any one specific thing. I mean, we do a lot of traditional Irish music, but. There's a lot of other influences, uh, world beat, um, and we do original songs, um, and it, you know we throw a lot of Americana in there, you know. And um, our fiddle player Rachel, she's just recently getting into like old timey music and stuff too, which I love that stuff. So, yeah. which is all kind of direct, directly descended from Irish music. When you're learning uh, music, how do you decide that you want to go down the road of Irish music? Where does that come up in your life? How do you make that decision? Mm. For me, it was, I started playing, I really just love folk music in general. And when I first started learning how to play guitar a long time ago, (laughs) I, uh, um, I played with a, uh, this old folk guitar player. Uh, He had a 12 string Yamaha acoustic guitar and, uh, and we played like old, old bluegrass standards, stuff like that. And, uh, and I just love the sound of fiddle music. And then I was at a festival and I seen an Irish fiddler and I'm like, man, that really sounds good. And that sounds, that's really close to this one bluegrass tune that I've heard. And, and so I started playing with different Irish fiddlers, like doing backup guitar and stuff. And it kind of just, kind of just happened. Uh, for me, yeah, <laughs> this is a good one. Yeah, I was, uh, it's a long story, but I'll, I'll, I'll make it tight. Uh, I was playing modern dance classes, and one of the other musicians was in a in a, Mike Kirkpatrick, uh, mm-hmm. who wrote wrote the song that we're gonna uh, do. He uh, he invited me to open. I was doing sort of a world music one man band, heavily you know, very American, but heavily influenced by African, Middle Eastern, uh, Hawaiian, uh, Brazilian music, salsa, reggae, etc. Um, so I did a, my one-man band opening for his Irish rock band, and then they called me again, and I did it again, and then they called me again. They're, they're, they're like, okay, can you make it? But we don't want you to open for us. We want you to sit in with us, you know. And that was a time when they were uh, there was uh, Afro-Celt sound system. There was a lot oh, of yeah. influences starting to trickle in and be sort of being adopted into Irish music as well as the, the Greek bazooki, and, you know, there's a lot of... Wow. It's sort of natural for the for uh, Irish culture especially music to take things that work for Irish music and then adopt it really you know and now mm-hmm. there's a bazooki which is originally Greek that is 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 now specifically an Irish bazooki you know it's, okay. um, anyway um, so I, I ended up joining the band for a period and and I was in the film blink with them it was the drovers um, and then through them, I met this Irish dance company whose the artistic director was going to modern dance performances to see what he ideas he could get to expand the dance form. And so I started performing with them, and then I was producing stuff for them. And I'm going, I'm not even an Irish musician still. They're like, no, do do all that other stuff and with the, the trad players. And, and eventually it was like, okay, you've been playing Irish music for 10 years without playing Irish music. Maybe you should you know, become, you know, good at, pick a tradition, you know, in it. And mm-hmm. so I really, I really worked on the Bauron over time. But 
I, I got to admit, I still sound, sound a little bit like an African playing the Irish drum, but you know, <laughs> it, it really, it really, uh, it, it's really taken work for me to um, to have an authentic traditional voice on 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 the Irish drum. Yeah. Um, but but it is but still the the art form is very expansive and always growing. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you mentioned Irish rock. <laughs> Describe that for me a little bit. Well, you know, I think mean, well, there's the Pogues and you know there's oh the okay yeah, yeah, I see. yeah you know so there's kind of. there's there's sort of a, a cross that can happen between Irish folk and mm-hmm. um, but the, you know the Drovers would get pretty psychedelic and pretty jammy sometimes, mm-hmm. but uh, you know always come back to the Irish roots and and tell me about being in the film uh, Blink. Well, actually, long before I was in the band, they were in Backdraft. So I think they they had some connection with with scouts that were you know, um, so they uh, Michael Apted the uh, director and uh, the producer and the star Madeline Stowe uh, came and we auditioned in a rehearsal space for them and we talked and then hmm. over a few months they said yeah let's so then they then then they sort of rewrote the film so that Emma uh, who is Madeline Stowe's character. Um, would be the fiddle player in the Drovers, you know, um, yeah. and they so they they made that a part of her character, and they put us in the film, and we that's, were, yeah. I, I played a character named Winston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it's a bit of a stretch. And, and, then, <laughs> yeah. and then I was and then I was a, a character in a Bad B novel based on the film. And oh, all right. Was Winston. And was like, Winston yeah. glanced across the room pensively. There's talk right now of a possible coffee shop happening somewhere in downtown Battle Creek. I need it. Is this? Yeah, I was going to say, how needed is this? Uh, how often will we be there? Um, <laughs> well, we won't is, be allowed to take photos there. We had a brownstone coffee house downtown that closed, yeah. and we were told we couldn't take photos there because there were so many of our interviews that we did there <laughs> that you could see the brick wall. Right, uh, the, little, the little lamps on the table. Like. So management told us we had to stop. Yeah. Oh. No more photos there. So, we'll, But we'll have a new, a new background to use. Is Starbucks, is it filling the void? I don't know. I don't really. I don't either. You know, I actually like the people who work at the Starbucks downtown, but um, I don't go that often. Yeah. So I go to Big B because it's on my way to here. Oh, okay. So just now, one of the things I was going to ask was, what's the best coffee in town? Uh, do you guys have coffee out at Station 66? Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do, actually, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. Well, would that be your answer? If <laughs> well, we used to buy our coffee from Brownstone oh, to, okay. to support local. Right. And, and uh, they had good coffee, and the owner was really nice, and so we just went with him. Now that he's out of business, we're, we're looking around. Okay. Um, I, mean, I don't know what the status of this new, if it's going to happen. It's just sort of an idea right now. Right, right? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, can't, I hope I mean, it comes to fruition. What was it called? Oh, I don't know. I should have written that down. I have no idea. <laughs> that would have been a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, this isn't very local, but I really love Water Street. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Coffee, yeah. That's yeah. the one that do we you, looked at. You never had a Water Street here in Battle Creek? I don't think they ventured out this far. Is it a cha- um, I didn't know it was a chain. They, they've Kalamazoo. got a number in Kalamazoo. I think yeah. there's three or four. Yeah. I knew about two of them, but I thought, okay. So. There's just something about having a locally owned coffee shop yeah. downtown. Right. Yeah. 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 We need it. <laughs> I don't know why. 
It seems like Marshall can't. I live in Marshall, so mm. yeah. It seems like they come and go down there so fast. Yeah, I don't know what the problem do. is, but mm. uh, so today, the entire state's being ruined by wind. <laughs> did did yeah. anyone uh, have a limb fall in their car? No. <laughs> the I saw on my way into work. I saw five Hungry Howie's pizza boxes, <laughs> one right after the other, like in a row. Uh, on the edge, like on their side, like wagon wheels, like square wheels, <laughs> down Michigan Avenue. <laughs> it did not look real. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, where are these pizza boxes coming Who's from? Who's picking Hungry Howie's pizza, too? I we mean. go to Hungry Howie's quite a bit because oh, they, but listen, so you're going you're gonna to feel bad about yourself in a second. <laughs> okay. Uh, As they, I often do. <laughs> they, ra- they raise money for uh, my daughter's school. And so there'll be a Hungry Howie's Pizza Night. So I don't if you feel go, that bad. So if you go in, so, so like tonight I think is one. So if we go in and say it's for Gordon's school, then some of the proceeds go to her school. So That's great. I still wouldn't get Hungry <laughs> It's because you're a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. What's, where do you go for pizza? Um, I didn't mean, by the way, for this episode to be so food-centric, <laughs> <laughs> but it mm-hmm. turned out that way. We start out with shamrock shakes yeah. and coffee. <laughs> no. I would pick Sir Pizza or if Volcano Pizza is open, then I go there. Pizza Sam's. Nope. It, no, <laughs> this good. is a very Kurt debated topic about. in this town, but no, I, I got to go with some pizza. I don't remember the last time. I don't think I've ever had, uh, what was it, Volcano? Mm-hmm. Never had it. Well, you got to be there from like 4 to 5 p.m. when he's open like on Mondays in the summer or something. It's a really, okay. I only, if I just see it open, then I go. But. That's like Fig Burger. Yeah. It, yeah, when he's open. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Stone, mm-hmm. deep dish Chicago pizza. Is that a myth? No, it's it's. A, I mean, it's a real thing. Yeah. But, <laughs> but a myth. I mean, like people that live in Chicago, do they? Yeah, prefer some it? people. You know, I mean, you know, people feel very uh, sort of uh, loyal to Chicago things like that and the the uh, uh, Italian beef and um, you know the Chicago dog. You're not supposed to have ketchup on it. Oh, that's ha- right. I can have ketchup if I want. You know, <laughs> right, right. But some people get kind of. Uh, the Red Hot, that's what they call that, right? Yeah. 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 The Vienna Beef Factory is there. Oh, that's right. You know. Is that where the Concrete Jungle was set? That book about the meat industry in Chicago? Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. And, and the uh, slaughter slaughterhouses. There. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, on that cheery note. Regular listeners to the podcast know that we here at the Jump Page, well, reporters in general, get uh, all kinds of press releases, and we play game with them in a segment we call Press Releases of the Damned. Uh, and so what happens is I read the press release uh, with some missing information, and then you guys have to guess what product it is they're trying to sell us. <laughs> so it gets us to write a story about <laughs> Are you at CES today? If so, I invite you to stop by Sands AC booth number 42469. First of all, CES is a consumer electronics show. Mm. They sent this to the Battle Creek Inquirer, <laughs> wondering if we were there. So I think it's in Las Vegas. Nope. Right? Uh. So, uh, to check out the world's first blank, uh, Grillbots is back, but this time they're debuting their blank, which allows users to blank. Grillbots, the name of the company. They're debuting their uh, something. What could that thing be? Consumer Electronics Show. Grillbots. The company is called Grillbots, I guess. Grillbots. Yep. Grill, G R I L L B O T S. 
Huh. Is it something like a Foreman grill? Could be. Is that your guess? <laughs> <laughs> yes. A type of grill. Yes, a okay. type of a type of two sided grill. All right. That does it for you. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I, you can't make a guess. Well, I was gonna say grill. I don't well, you can say grill. That could be your answer too. <laughs> well, I'm gonna guess it's some kind of grill. Okay. What, what is it? Can you read it? <laughs> sure. Yes. Are you at CES today? If so, I invite you to stop by the booth uh, to check out the world's first blank. Grillbots is back, but this time they're debuting their blank, which allows users to blank. Hmm. <laughs> I, w- I was thinking, uh, it, well. There's also like the grill on your truck. Right, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of. That would be spelled with an E, though, wouldn't it? At the end? Maybe not. I don't not. know. I don't know. You're a writer. <laughs> so? <laughs> She's a bad writer. Yeah. <laughs> She's a bad you writer. should well. see all our spelling before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, I'm, okay. I'm going with a special kind of grill. Okay. But. So here's, yeah. so here's the whole press release. Are you at CES today? If, if so, I invite you to the booth uh, to check out the world's first automatic grill cleaning robot. Oh, Grillbots oh. is back, but this time they're de- debuting their Bluetooth 4.0 Grillbot Pro, which allows users to clean their grill from their smartphone. And then the last line of the press release is, how cool is that? Just sit back, relax, and let this little robot do the scrubbing for you. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding I was going to so guess now, that, but I was afraid this. I was going to get laughed at. You know? <laughs> no. So it's like a, a Roomba? Yeah, I looked it up. It looks like a Roomba, and it just sort of goes across your grill. But this is the second smartphone. Wow. The last one we did was a thing for your Christmas tree where from your smartphone, yeah. it, would, it would like ar- straighten your Christmas yeah. tree out if it was crooked in the yeah. stand. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh-oh, I forgot to turn the grill off. We've got a uh, fried uh, grill robot again for dinner. That's my $3,000... Grill cleaner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, so that's how we play press releases. The Dan. Mine wasn't the war, but we. 
going somewhere Some strange fate might wait for them Fortune turns That was fantastic, uh, the music. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, if people like that, where can they find out more? We have uh, our uh, Fonmore. We're on Facebook. If you just and the band is Fonmore. It's F-O-N-N space M-O-R, and it's an Irish Gaelic word that means great melody. But we will be at uh, the Quonset Hut Theater in Athens. Mm-hmm. Yep, on March 18th. Mm-hmm. The show starts at 6:30, and we have an opening act called Third Coast Celtic. Uh, they're going on for half an hour, and uh, we'll have the Quinn Irish dancers joining us. Dueling fiddles. It's going to be a good good show. Awesome. All right. And happy yeah. St. Patrick's Day also. Yeah, so, thanks. Too. It's also exciting because he went to high school. That's right. Oh, that's right. Wow. Yeah. That's right. Me and Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, we both graduated from Athens, and so. we're kind of going back to our <laughs> – Athens finally has its, a little theater. You know, it's a recent development. They just – Right, and it's neat. It's neat looking in there. It's kind of got the shabby chic thing, and mm-hmm. it's a. Uh, um, well, it really was a Quonset hut building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got this sort of dome structure, yeah, right, in the top. Airplane hangar. Right. Yeah. Right. How many bands play uh, Chicago and Athens, Michigan? Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> One. This, <laughs> that's, that's us. <laughs> right. All right. Well, thanks for coming in, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks so, for having uh, us. Yeah. Everyone, go look them up online to go find out more about that stuff, Jennifer. Yes. Where are you on social media? I'm on Twitter. You can find me at J-E-N-N underscore Bowman. I'm on Twitter at A-M underscore Fitzpatrick. If you like the music you're hearing, you can thank him on 26. He's on Twitter at A-M-O-N-2-6. Go look him up. And before you turn off your device, go watch, listen, or read something at BattleCreekInquire.com. Inquirer.com.